0: Really? Get in my way. All right! Uh, except maybe a cute and fluffy rib panda. Oh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls Podcast. I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on our website at Foreverfangirls.com.
1: And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Foreverfan Pod. Same handle, three socials.
0: We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. Well, Truthfully, we have a really good show for you today, and it's cute and fluffy.
1: Just saying, we are going to be discussing uh, Pixar's, (laughs) the latest Pixar, I can't speak today, the animated film uh, from Pixar, Turning Red.
0: As always, spoilers are ahead, so if you haven't seen Turning Red yet, please be aware that we will be talking about major plot points and themes. So pause us, watch the film, and then come back to listen to our discussion. I started the banter music early again. Well, not as early as you did the last
1: time. Yeah, that's true. I love the trailer, by the way, of this film.
0: You do? Yep. You know why. No. Oh, wait. Don't do it.
1: Everything I do never seems enough for you. You don't want to lose it, but I'm not like them. Oh, my goodness. Baby, when you finally get somebody, guess what? It's gonna be May May. That was my line. <laughs> I okay, have to okay. stop you somehow. Wait, wait. How about this then? A wood tiger and fire dragon walk into a bar.
0: Uh-huh. Sizzle. <laughs> you know why they sizzle? Why? Because the tiger ate the dragon.
1: Well, I would say the dragon would eat the tiger because the dragon is Mm-mm. fire and anyway, fire burns
0: wood. Let us go ahead and talk about turning red,
1: shall we? I'm just going to say that I was born in the year of the fire dragon and you were born in the year of the wood tiger. And it's going to be May who wins.
0: May, May. Anyway, read the summary, please.
1: So it, uh, the summary <laughs> this is going to be from Disney+. Turning Red introduces Mei Li, a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. Her protective, if not slightly overbearing mother, Ming, is never far from her daughter, an unfortunate reality for the teenager. And as if changes to her interest, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, she just poofs into a giant red panda.
0: And it's really, you know, any kind of major emotion, you know, anger or anything like that. You just poof, poof. <laughs> um, so the only other thing that I wanted to add here is that the movie is set in Toronto, Canada, Toronto. Sorry. I know. Toronto. I, I say
1: the T all the time is Toronto. But <laughs> Toronto. It's, not, it's Toronto. Yeah.
0: Toronto, Canada in 2002 when boy band ruled. That's why you love the trailer. Um, <laughs> the iPad was changing the way we listened iPod. to music. Yes, you yeah. said iPad. I said iPod. You said iPad. I meant iPod. It's okay. I love you.
1: The iPad was <laughs> not
0: yet invented at no, that I time. Don't, I don't, no, but the no. iPod was big, and the second movie from the Lord of the Rings trilogy was released. Could have actually done without that. The first, no, the, the, the
1: second one was good, but there were things my brother and I were watching it going, not in the book.
0: Word, they could have really made like yes. two part and but, combined them. That aside, yeah, that's true. Back to turning red. Let's go ahead and start our discussion about the good because there's a lot. I'm just going
1: to have a tangent here for a real quick second. I Uh never had an iPod. I had a Zoom. I had a Microsoft Zoom. That thing. And I had a creative uh, before that. I had a creative little USB stick Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to carry around a big thing. And the USB stick I could shove in my pocket or clip somewhere.
0: The Zoom was huge.
1: The Zoom was huge, but it. I loved it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> and I had a huge screen on it, but anyway. <laughs> um, um, now so I just use my iPhone. That's true. Before we even uh, really get started to discuss plot points and themes, and and it is in the good is that um, this film is the first all female led film mm-hmm. done from Pixar.
0: Yep, and you know it, I actually found an article from the Hollywood Reporter that the Pixar president Jim Morris revealed that Turning Red. Was the fastest and most efficiently made movie in the company's history? Wow so, Right, and is it because we're, women were at the helm? I don't know, but you know, if it's and the first. And considering
1: this was done over the pandemic, that's saying something.
0: Well, they were finishing during but, but the that's pandemic. That's what I'm saying. It, they yeah. were they were dealing with working
1: from mm-hmm. home, and and let's be honest, sometimes when you're doing a creative endeavor like this, it's it's easier hard to do it. With people Correct. around
0: you, yes. So yeah. that's
1: saying something.
0: Yeah. So uh, we're going to link the article in our show notes uh, page so that you can you can read the article. But as a slight tangent to that, it it is related, um, and it's in celebration of International Women's Day. There's actually a Forbes article um, that I won't discuss here, except to say that um, you know it's it's actually a fascinating article about equality and you know, exceptional women and I'll leave it at that, but we'll, we'll have the, uh, the link in the show notes page so that you can read it for yourself. It's a quick read. Um, but it's really fascinating.
1: I will definitely add that. Mm -hmm. Um, continuing on with the good though. I'm just going to throw this out there because frankly, since Christina Yang came on my screen with Grey's Anatomy, I have loved Sandra Oh, and I think that she really, uh, we were watching some of the behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. about this and her expressions and the way she just puts everything into even voice acting, her animations and everything mm-hmm. else. And the way the animation reflected her like movements, it just you could see it. You'd be like, yeah. Oh, I can totally see her doing it. Her, her
0: the facial expression of Ming, I I, I could totally see Sandra O oh in that character. It was it was just it was brilliant, I thought. Thank you for saying it
1: much more concise than I was. <laughs> it's just- but yes i agree and i think that's a testament to not only the animators but i really i i love the inflection and i think that all the voice talent mm-hmm. brings this but even you know like the kids with their beatboxing which by the way as as a random tangent every time the the one uh girl in the green with the, the oh, crud I don't remember her name but she would start it off and it literally sounded like she was going boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats <laughs> and once that was in my head all I kept thinking of was puss and boots
0: oh and then and then the the the, the little the, eyes the, <laughs> I was gonna say the pussy cat eyes yes <laughs> and then they had all of those too in the, throughout the film mm-hmm. as a, you know, a homage to anime but it was just like it was oh but yeah, I was going boots and cats and boots
1: and cats, and
0: <laughs> it felt so <laughs> stupid at that moment. Uh, but it was fun. Yeah, um, it, you know, and and speaking of fun, you know, it 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 actually was great to see you know all of this fun little moments as they were talking about something serious, which was you know, change in that occurs in life, right? Yeah. It just kids, female kids, grow up and they turn from. Adolescents to women and it's
1: funny because we do see a lot of movies and animation films whatever where you will always see kids going through puberty mm-hmm. but it's usually muted for the women and the boys we all know i don't remember a lot of discussions about women well except for like you know parodies and fun stuff there's, there's been some mm-hmm. but not as much
0: yeah well I i guess it's not a, it's not a topic of discussion. A taboo topic. It is a taboo topic. But that being said, I loved the dorkiness. Well, oh, because it, all. it is awkward. I mean, I remember when I was a teenager. Yeah, but
1: the, the way it was shown, though, mm. there was a pride in the dorkiness. You know, an acceptance of the dorkiness, and yet still being bullied, still being treated, you know, like an outsider, but yet. There was an acceptance, and
0: that's just who they are. Well, because she had a very strong foundation with her friends. Yeah, right. It was the her squad. Yeah, her squad. She had that safety net, so she had the freedom to be the math geek, mm-hmm. you know, and, and play the flute and be, you know, I don't know, perfect at everything. Yeah, a straight A plus student. Are you good at math? Cause you are cute. Ah. Uh, no, um, that was a dad
1: joke actually I know and I <laughs> loved it I kind of want to add that to my repertoire um, the animation I, it reminded me very much of Lilo and Stitch not mm. in the sense of how it was done but in the sense of Lilo and Stitch is not perfect women have mm-hmm. proportion mm-hmm. and what I liked here is when you're dealing with little girls little girls are not all Barbie little mm-hmm. girls are not all Elsa not everybody is the same and I like, uh, again, in the behind the scenes where they mention, you know, the ankles are, are bigger. hmm Yeah. Um, everybody is unique in their design. Everybody is, it feels more real well, and be, more representative yeah. of what is actually there.
0: Absolutely. And it's it's a good, uh, that's a good word, actually. It's It's a representation of real life. And that's how it should be. You don't want to see Elsa everywhere? Well, I do see Elsa everywhere, but, you know, that's... That's because it was snowing the other day. You just got to let that go. (laughs) God, dad joke number two. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, so somewhat related to that, you know, the, the thing that really resonated with me is the, the fact that this is a coming of age story, but it's, it is happening to a, a little Chinese girl. Right. And so, um, you know, when she's with her friends, she's um, you know, North American, right? Canadian. Um, but then when she's at home, it's really traditional. And it, it was like, it was like that for me when I was growing up. You know, when, when I was at home, okay, it's, it's the Filipino culture. Um, but then when I was in school, it was the American culture. And it was, it was a very hard thing for me at, at times because it just, I couldn't, I couldn't meld the two together. I, I struggled to try to figure out where I belong. How you know did you I mean? process that? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I didn't even think about it. I was just going through, okay, you know what, one foot in front of the other, just, just go through it. Um, I, I didn't really pause to think, okay, why, why is this happening? Why am I feeling this way? Right. I was just going through the motions and trying to figure it out as I went along. Um, it's only now that I've actually realized, you know what, that was, that was such a struggle and having you in my life actually helped me, you know, talk things out so that I can try to figure them out a lot better. Cause I, 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 you know, in hindsight, I was actually very angry. You know, I had my own little red panda going on because I I didn't know how to handle that type of emotion. I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a posse. You didn't have a squad? Like, like, like May, right? I didn't have a squad. So it was hard for
1: me. Anything I say at this point, I want you to understand that it, it does not at all appropriate. No, I, I mean, it's, it's your... Yeah, I, I can't fathom or understand what you went through because I, I was born here. Mm-hmm. My mother was not. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother came over here after World War II um, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. There were certain things, and I remember pointing it out to you, that I felt the same way. And in some way, I feel like I don't have the right to feel that way.
0: Well, I you know, I to me, I understand why you feel that way because you're so close to your mom and to your grandmother. You know, so it's... It, it's almost similar to you know, almost being there. I mean, I, I, I don't quite understand exactly what you're going through, but I understand why you feel that way. And, and maybe it's because of the lens that I have of having gone through it myself. We're both understanding of how the different cultures, when they, when they mesh, can affect us. One thing I just want to say
1: real quick, My grandmother and I, um, we really struggled to communicate. It was, there was a lot of, uh, I guess just, I'm very Americanized and, and she wasn't.
0: It's a cultural gap.
1: Yeah. And what made me feel so amazing is that you and my grandmother sat down. And even though, again, huge generation gap, you guys sat and had a conversation and
0: meshed and she loved you and respected you so much. We talked about, you know what we talked about? We talked about Filipino brooms because she loved to clean.
1: Yes. But the idea is you, it was spoke, our connection. you, you spoke to one another. And what amazed me about that is because she could talk to you so openly and so calmly, no matter what it was, brooms or not. She then changed and spoke to me differently and because of you, I started understanding my grandmother more and my mother more, and I started speaking to them differently because I understood
0: by you and I talking. You need to be immersed in it. And sometimes that's why they say experience is the best teacher, right? Well,
1: in, because of you, the last years of my grandmother's life, oh. I had a friend because I understood her on a different level.
0: See, now you're going to make me cry.
1: Well, then we might as well go into Bao, because both of us just oh, cry my hysterically every time we see that.
0: Well, when Bao came out in 2018, I don't even remember which film it showed in front of, but I was just like bawling my eyes out, because it was, to that point, um, the first film that I actually remember in, in such a small period amount of time that it showcased how it's really hard to adapt to a different culture when, when you're, you know, when you're trying to keep true to your traditions it, and, and I felt that in, in the short. And so turning red was just like, okay, bow, you know, a hundred times more, right? It, it delved deeper. And the fact that Domi she was the director of Bao and she led this film and it's her first feature film i'm like oh my god she is just she was bad i cried at Bao a lot and i I cried in this film
1: because when it comes to my grandmother i just fall apart yeah again different culture not going to even fathom that i understand when my grandmother accepted you that is how i felt with Bao because it was like she's the one who told me when are you going to marry her i love her you love her when are you going to marry her and i was like i've been wanting to for a while she's like well it's legal now in new york she's the one who went with me to get you a ring well see i knew
0: that i didn't know that she was the one who actually asked you that
1: mm-hmm. i knew i was going to marry you and i knew my mom knew but when i was approaching the subject with my grandmother I was very scared and she's just like when are you going to do it already you love each other Love is, is so powerful. When are you gonna do it? Oh. And that to me was that whole thing of bow when you bring the girl home and the mother's like crying and that's what I
0: expected. Yeah. But what I got was the ending. They were they were making pork um, pork buns together.
1: Oh, I really need to know how to make those.
0: I <laughs> said, Okay. I don't know how to make those, don't even look at it. They me. look so good. <laughs> so, um, shall we go into themes then? Well yeah, I was unless you say, have I love more the good. humor. Okay. But,
1: you know, that's just it's gonna be May thoughts. Ay ay ay. Okay. So, with that, should we go into themes then? Be who you truly are, live your truth. Mm. I think that's the the biggest theme. Yeah.
0: The for me, the and I asked you this, you know, I why does May have red hair? Cuz both her parents are Asian. And then, you know, Towards the end of the movie, then we realized, oh, it's because they have the red panda in them. And once they pass through and let the panda go, then their hair turns black. Um, So I'm like, oh, look at that. Okay. But then accepting the fact that you're different, right? Mm -hmm. You are beautiful the way you are.
1: The father says something on the bed when he sees the videotape that uh, May and her friends had been recording. Mm, Yeah, And he says, you know, everybody has a side of them. Some of them we don't like. But it's there. Yep. And you just have to accept whatever it is. There's a yin with a yang, darkness and good. There's a lot of gray in human beings. And I loved that conversation the father had. Because sometimes it takes an outside party to get you to see things when you're involved mm-hmm. in
0: it. Because you know, it's it's really hard to see the fishbowl when you're in, in the bowl. And the thing is, I know... Um, Like I would say,
1: you know, but oh, you know, your mother would be able to guide you or you'd be able to guide you, but you're both in the
0: fishbowl. Yeah. And the fact that he said, you know, I like this in the video, it made him laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it showed a side of him to May, I think that, you know, her father sees her for who she is and encourages that difference because sometimes we need, we need that positive reinforcement right? She was happy. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. He just saw her being happy
1: yeah. and having fun. and you know, But I did notice underneath the bed, some of her grades, there looked like there was a C
0: Yes, under because, the bed. Because she, and that was the other thing that I really could relate to this because I used to be, I, oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry for the tangent, but I have to say this. When I was in high school, I used to get so upset when I got an A minus. I was that person. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I remember th- throwing a tantrum that I didn't get an A plus because I missed an extra credit question. I was like, oh, I, you know, I'm just, I'm terrible. I'm horrible. And then when I finally started having fun and trying different things so that I'm not uberly focused on studies, my grades fell to like B. And I actually was okay with that because now I was experiencing something new that I'd never experienced before. And it made me feel like I was learning something new um, that was always there, that I just never got a chance to, to explore. And it was just, it was fabulous. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I never,
1: I got C's anyway. <laughs> no, but it, I also had like problems in school, but that actually is really fascinating because I never, I never knew that. I thought I told you that. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I was that person. What do you mean you were
1: that person? I think
0: that's amazing. Well, but you know, I, I needed to find balance. Right, <laughs> I could not find the balance because I thought that the only way to be was this perfect straight A plus student. And then I ended up dropping out of college anyway.
1: Well, see, that's also fascinating because when you met me, the way I perceived you was this adventurous. Oh my God, don't worry about that. Run and do whatever you wanted I was. to do. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the way you perceived me was I was a get your stuff done. Everything must be organized. Everything must be rigid. We have to do it a certain way.
0: Yes, you were you were very strict. But you were to me, you were also not willing to take any risks. That's how I saw you. And I saw you as taking risks without thinking. Yes. And that's why we we are yin and and yang. yang. Exactly. Fire dragon, wood tiger. Uh, It 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 works uh thinking about other themes here the the one thing uh that we we both noticed and then saw again in the um behind the scenes was that there were the color schemes in this whole film like had a a specific story right mm-hmm. the 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 red panda is may and then um her mother is green like they're diametrically opposed and you know they're they're like two rams, ramming ramming horns. It's just fascinating to me that they, you know, they really took that. They um, went
1: really deep into it. Everything was purposeful. Yeah. And I like that towards the end, you know, Ming understands that uh, May wants to go out with her friends and go to karaoke and do all this other stuff. Whereas in the beginning it was like, no, 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 I've got responsibilities. But May also understands that she needs to help out with the the family business and help her mom and help her dad and we'll be home for dinner and then all of a sudden Ming's like bring your friends there's a balance between the two and I like that it came full circle like that
0: yeah it actually reminded me as you were talking about you know that quote about if you truly love someone let them go because if they were meant to be yours then they'll come back and it's just that is what true love is I never let you go Uh, (sighs) never let go Jack
1: Never I didn't, God. and we both fit on the damn door. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go right into the bad because uh, I'm just going to say it like it is. Oh, goodness. Disney should have released this to theaters, and I'm rather perturbed they put it straight to Disney+. Plus, and I think Chopec is a CEO? Chopec. That's Whatever how his I, name I is, he's it, yeah. He is failing miserably. I I understand a lot of people have opinions. there. There is no reason, none, that this should not have gone to theaters. Yeah. I agree. With it you should though. have been marketed better. It should have been sent to theaters. It should have had its 45-day release window, which I think is fair mm-hmm. because after 45 days usually there's another film waiting to fill its spot and it makes a ton of money. Not everything is endgame in Infinity War. 45 days is great, and then go ahead and put it on your streaming service. There is absolutely, unequivocally, no reason for Pixar movies to constantly be released on Disney Plus when Disney released Encanto to theaters. None. Absolutely none.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't know what the, the the full story is there. But, I don't either. Um, I I agree with you. I think that this movie would have been... um. Really well received. I mean, it was released to international theaters. Exactly. Why? What
1: is going on with Disney? What is this man doing? Yeah, well. There's there's a lot of missteps I, I, between I, their parks and, and films. I was going to say, I'm not even going to touch
0: Genie Plus because. Let's not even touch
1: the Florida <laughs> statement on Don't Say Gay. All of this stuff. No. Theaters are open. The Batman did well. Why? Why yeah. isn't it out
0: there? Uh, and the only thing that I could think of is that, you know, this was because this was a a different film made by women. Uh, you know, maybe that's not it. And but by it, people of color? But it's just, it feels that way, you know? And it
1: shouldn't. it shouldn't. And the fact that we're questioning if it was because it was a woman, if it was because it was all women, if it was because of women of color behind it, the fact that we're
0: discussing that is a problem. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that it was the most efficient movie ever made in Pixar's history. If they continue putting
1: Pixar projects released directly to Disney Plus without them being told beforehand, without folks working at Pixar saying, hey, we're going to get you started on this film. This film is specifically made for Disney Plus. that will never go to theaters. This is a five-year project. Was it five or four? I believe it was five. Oh. So they've been working on this for how long with the intent of it being seen a specific way? Yeah. And now you're saying, no. Does, do, look, do I think that modern home theater systems can handle Of course. Even a regular television screen, a small one, this would look superb. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. If you tell someone something is going to happen, enough is enough. Just, do it, all right. We're not still under quarantine at home. Yeah, this isn't 2020 summer. This isn't 2021 summer. There was yeah. no reason for it. None. And I've said that about five times. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's okay. And I I just wanted to again remind folks that the Forbes article that's going to be in the show notes page. Read that <laughs> because again, there's there's tidbits there. Um, that is very salient here uh, to our discussion. Anyway, and,
1: and another thing that's a bad for me, and again, has nothing to do with the film, and this should tell you something, if I'm bringing up things that disgust me, mm. and I say disgust, normally I'll say, well, you know, I kind of didn't like this. These disgust me.
0: But it's not to do with the film. has
1: nothing to do with the film. That should tell you something. Mm-hmm. I read reviews on this, and you know, I sometimes peruse them to get an yeah, idea. Yeah, I and a try feel. not
0: to because I'll get inflamed.
1: I got so frustrated because I am reading review after review after review of people yelling and and being so upset that pads were shown, that periods were discussed.
0: It's and it seems normal, that they're missing though. the point. Yeah, they are missing the point, and it's it's one of those things where you feel like it's it's the nitpicky part that they're really focusing on. Because it's the thing that makes them uncomfortable. And then, so then, you know what? Don't watch the movie. There's something wrong that we cannot
1: discuss a period. Women get periods. Guess what? They get pregnant too. You know what? Let's have a little, little Kimmy history here. I was young on my first period and I came home and I had no idea what the hell was going on with me. Mm. Do you know what happened? I'm almost afraid to ask. Oh, okay. We're going to, we're going to, first off, my dad freaked out and was like, oh my God, I'm never buying tampons. Don't ask me to do that. You know, which I deliberately wanted to ask him once he said that. Mm. I got the talk. (laughs) I got the full talk. Not only the full talk. Okay. My mother, when she found out I had had my first period, got on the phone with my grandmother (laughs) kimberly's a woman you know it got all over my family oh okay so when they were talking about it i was like i was literally crawling i was trying to become one with the couch because
0: that awkwardness that may felt i understood that okay see i never had that talk so i never experienced that so yeah you were like what are you doing but my point is this happens yeah it's it's a natural phase of life you know and at the end of the day
1: but let's be realistic if we actually had more stuff like this where women conversed about this and young girls understood the change was happening and it was okay guess what maybe women's rights would not be
0: up for debate it would be a normalized thing it would be an
1: understood oh okay she deserves health care she deserves this and, and all this other stuff and i'm not trying to get political but it just really started to grate on me how many reviews said the same thing. Why were there pads? Women, periods shouldn't be discussed. Look, it happens every month and let me break it to you. At some point in your life, someone brought you into the world because they had a period.
0: <laughs> yeah, I told you that when you when you were going off on the rev- on the last review that you read. So yeah. yes.
1: But you get my point. And and that is extremely, in my opinion, it knocks down the reviews and misses the point of the entire film
0: yeah but again maybe they were not the audience
1: and that's fine too just say you're not the audience Mm -hmm. or express hey you know i felt a lot of discomfort because they were talking about this so we turned it off just be aware it's in there if you feel uncomfortable but the way they were phrased it was like it was trash this is horrible this should not be discussed there were so many pads
0: really it was one scene
1: it was like two i think
0: (laughs) but anyway um okay Shall we move on to the key?
1: Well, th- no. There's one thing that I was confused about, okay. so I can't say it's a bad about the film, but it was something that felt a l- I don't want to say disjointed or off, but it just I didn't understand mm-hmm. at the end uh, all of the ants, the the mama, you know, mama panda is you know a vi- vicious nine thousand foot tall panda that's just mm-hmm. destroying the poor Rogers Center, which was the Sky psych- Dome.
0: Skydome. Skydome, yeah. yeah. I it, It's the Rogers Center now. Yeah.
1: They break the medallions, talisman mm-hmm. things that hold their panda in it. When they go to the bamboo forest where their ancestor is, and they give away the panda again, I don't understand why. In the case of Ming, they always say that uh, the panda is... A part of you it could be dark it could be good it could be this why is her panda that way why was it so aggressive and so this and so that what is it about how does the panda become and maybe it's me overthinking but why did the panda become that and and why would they give up the panda again after seeing what it does for may and seeing how may is and then when they do give it away when the ancestor comes down when when may says am i going to regret this you know the ancestor embraces May and embraces the panda and they become pandas and float in the sky and all this fun stuff. But I didn't understand why give it up again. And was that something that I missed and it's not meant for me to understand? Or was that something that was missed in the script and just assumed that you would follow because maybe that was how they were raised and that's, that's just how they've lived their lives their whole time and they don't know how
0: to handle it
1: like May does.
0: It's possible, yeah. That's how I took it, actually. That you know, they they want to, they just want to hide that piece of themselves, and and they they want to stay within their their own traditions. I mean, they're still very much involved in in all of all of their um, traditional roots. So May was being. integrated into a different culture. So she is learning how to balance that. All of her all of her relatives, older relatives, um, didn't do that. So that's that's what I took from it. That's my takeaway.
1: Okay. So would you mind if I transition into the cute then and there's no, something I, about the same scene. I, I wanted to I wanted to do the cute. So Okay. So going into the cute, the fact that the ancestor accepted May completely. Mm. One of the things that we see a lot is that family uses their ancestors and, you know, you're disrespecting this family, et cetera, et cetera. And to see the ancestor take uh, May in their arms
0: and fully lovingly accept them was just so, it was cute, it was good. And I think it was more, um, you know, letting May know. Because she was afraid that she was making the wrong decision, Right. All, her mom, her grandmother, and all of her aunts, they, they let the panda go, but she wasn't willing to do that. And, so, you know, there's always doubt with that because you're the first to not follow in their footsteps. So I think the ancestor giving her that nudge is telling her, look, you are who you are. Your path is going to be different. Just embrace it. I'm here.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I've got you no matter what. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Um, What else is cute? Oh, (laughs) you actually pointed this out. I didn't, I didn't see it. I just saw that there were donuts there, but there were Tim Horton's donuts, Timbits. And the father stole one. (laughs) Yeah. In the commotion, like no sugar. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I would do. You would say no sugar. And then as soon as you look away, I'd be like, "Ah." did you just eat a Timbit? Nope. (laughs) I'm going with my mouth full.
1: <laughs> you know what I would say to that? What? Bye, bye, bye. Aye, Don't want to be a
0: fool for you. You and your boy bands.
1: Which is uh, cute.
0: Ah. <laughs> they were so adorable. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway. Tamagotchi's. The, huh? little,
1: the little character that she carried around. And then
0: Ming at the end, she's like, oh, this thing is so hungry all the time. See, for I Tamagotchi, never. Tamagotchi, I had one of I, them. Uh, of course you did. <laughs> I was like, "What is that thing?" Do not make fun of me. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. Um, cute and fluffy. I yay yay. but Spots yeah, you know, cute and, and fluffy. What's funny is that her friends were saying, "You know, you're so cute and fluffy," but then you know, in in the bathroom when she first made the the transformation, she was smelling herself like, "Oh, I stink," and I'm like. Okay, they're, they're saying she's cl- cute and fluffy and, like, nuzzling her fur, but she, it's, it's not, like, it doesn't smell bad? Like, I, I was confused with that. She found panda deodorant. Ay ay. ay. I missed that then. <laughs> panda fresh. Three sprays, and you'll smell clean all day. Mm. Panda fresh. Oh, my goodness. Um, What other cutes are there? Uh, The the normal Pixar Easter egg stuff, right?
1: Yeah, the uh, Pixar ball that the yellow star is in the pool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The pizza truck is parked on the side of the road when they're running down the street. The A113, I believe, is on the... It was
0: in the uh, chalk thing. Yeah, the chalk thingy. Battle Um,
1: references.
0: Yeah, this whole movie was all about it, that's why I wanted to see Bao first because I was like, oh my gosh, there's just so many references to it. Yeah. There was, there the was a food. lot. the food. The food. Yum, yum. yum. I really want to learn how to make,
1: I want to say how I want to make Bao because <laughs> <laughs> not the
0: film, but like the, the dumplings. Yes. yes. Are they dumplings? <laughs> I, I I I call them like uh, uh, pork buns, but they might not be any more cute. No. Okay. So then I guess that wraps up our discussion of Turning Red. Very long discussion. Well, we we had a lot of tangents this time around. Yes, we did. Um, But it was all relevant, so it's all good. So uh, drum roll, please. We rate Turning Red 4.5 stars. Yay! And we agree on this rating. As I mentioned earlier,
1: I saw a lot of reviews saying this film was marketed poorly, there was too many references uh, to different female things, missed the mark, and the audience is lost, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Personally, I think the film just wasn't for those reviewers, and that is absolutely okay. I was in my uh, early 20s when the time frame of this film was based, and I found it relatable. Everything I told you about, the talk and my first period, (laughs) all of that. My whole point about everything that I said today was that the film spoke of change and accepting things outside of your control, you know, discovering who you are, accepting that. If that isn't a beautiful message, you know, that we should all respect and love one another, I really don't know what is. I know the world would be a better place if we all followed that advice. And again, I know it was packaged in a different way one that people are not accustomed to seeing. But I just ask you to give it a chance to look beyond the fascia and actually see the acceptance and love that is
0: buried within this film. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're really all the same, right? Yeah. And for me, the the thing that resonated with me um, is the struggle to balance life as an immigrant in this country, learning a new culture while still trying to be true to your roots and to show reverence to my parents because they, they sacrificed so much to give us a better life here. Um, and I've, I, I've come to learn all this all these years later that there is space for both. The world is wide enough. I just needed to learn to accept it.
1: Make me cry.
0: Mm. Well, you made me cry earlier, so there. It's, it's your fault. <laughs> anyway. This is a very emotional, emotional show. Sorry. God must have spent a little more
1: time. Oh my on goodness. You. I have literally found a boy band song for every
0: situation. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, let's let's wrap this up, yes, shall we? I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna completely say that is our show for today, folks. I know that um it's kind of like this is a longer episode, but we did kind of skim over a lot of stuff like the Forbes article, etc. Uh, if there's something that you saw in the film that we missed, please tell us, because sometimes we record and then we absolutely go, oh, wow, we forgot to mention this or we forgot to mention that. You can find us on our socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Forever reach out, let us know, you know what we missed and what you really liked. You can also leave us a message on speakpipe.com forward slash forever podcast. And as always, like and
0: subscribe. And until next time, stay safe. Be kind and remember, as May says, yeah, sometimes I miss how things were, but nothing stays the same forever. We've all got an inner beast. We've all got a messy, loud, weird part of ourselves hidden away, and a lot of us never let it out. But I did. How about you?